Emily Bolt. I'm an actor, teacher, and a new mom. Once I became pregnant, I went on a hunt for answers to all my questions about being a working actor mom. And what did I find? Practically nothing. So here I am asking all the questions to try to figure out how people do it. How are mothers balancing and not balancing parenthood in this crazy industry. Join me and my amazing guests as we take a real look into the lives of working moms in the entertainment industry. On this episode of Mommy Wood, I am talking to the incredible Kristen Daniel. It was such an honor to talk to her. I know how incredibly busy she is. And she is, for those of you who don't know, is the Uh, Her and her late husband, Stan Kirsch, founded and started Stan Kirsch Studios, and she is now the owner and runs Stan Kirsch Studios. And this acting studio, I know there is a ton of studios to take acting class in LA, and there's tons that are great, and everyone has to find theirs. Believe me, I have taken class everywhere in LA but I've been with Stan Kirsch the past few years and it is really where I found my home I found my people um I am this is not an ad for Stan Kirsch but they are just the loveliest loveliest human beings so if you're in LA and you want to take a class or you're interested in finding a new place uh definitely check it out but besides that It was so great talking to Kristen about how she used to be an actor and how she started the studio and how life has changed, especially with COVID and the pandemic and all of her very big life changes and getting married and having a baby during the pandemic and very quickly and how things really changed for her so quickly with her personal life especially. And we talked about how she tries to manage working from home and being with her son and especially how much daycare has made a tremendous difference and how much that has helped and how important it is to ask for help and having her son in daycare is one of those things that she was able to ask for and and that was able to really help her. She also talks about the fact that you have to be okay knowing you're not always going to be perfect. I love this so much because especially as moms and as women in this industry we want to be perfect as moms we want to be perfect as actors as actors we always want to make the right choice you know and so it's all about getting over that and as a mom making choices that's right for your family she also talks about how sometimes we're just so busy keeping our island afloat that we forget to check in on each other as much as we would like to. And I think that's really important too. We know we're all in these crazy places in our lives and we need to check in on each other more. So this is your sign to check in on somebody <laughs> that you might... Uh, be feel a little busy but yes let's check in on each other let's make those play dates make it happen (laughs) anyway I've been rambling on I can go on and on about how amazing Kristen is but please enjoy this episode of mommy wood with Kristen Daniel oh goodness well thank you so much for taking your time it's always great to talk to you um so let's just hop into it um, yeah if you want to just give me a little give us a background of um your acting your career in the business before um before jack your sure horrible- well first i i do want to say um i want to thank you for doing this podcast um i think being a working mom 
in this industry in particular, trying to be present for your kid and your partner and your business, whether that's a business or you're acting as a business, um, you can feel a little bit like you're on an island that you're literally keeping afloat by yourself. So I think it's really beautiful to have a resource where um, we may not be like physically connected, but you're creating a community. And I think that's so important. And I think a lot of people are missing that. Um, so thank you for doing this, first of all. Yeah, of course. And yeah, so my um, my business prior to um, having Jack, I so I was an actor previously. Um, and then um, with Stan, my late husband, we started an acting studio back in 2008. Um, and that was just gangbusters from the beginning. That kind of was my baby. Um, and I had always wanted a baby, but it just, it wasn't the right timing for many different reasons. It just didn't fall into place. Um, and then, yeah, that, that was pretty much my life for a long time. And you know this, but, um, our studio, um, pretty much caters towards or is geared towards professional working actors who do this as a living. Um, and they, you know, they're giving 125% to their career. So we were giving 125% to all of them. Um, and then, you know, COVID happened and things changed. And um, yeah, that's when I found myself in a very different situation um, and in a new relationship. And it was, it, I kind of started thinking that ship had sailed because I had put so much time into my career um, and to the studio. And um, I had always wanted to be a mom, but all of a sudden you realize you're 39 and it may not happen. Um, and then, yeah, COVID kind of changed everything for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is crazy how some, obviously the, the whole pandemic part of it, global pandemic is not great, but to find that those, um, those things that did work out and did like yeah. good things that did come from obvious such yeah. tragedy and a bad situation is, is amazing. Um, and you and Stan started the uh, studio how long ago? It was 15 years ago now. Wow. Okay. So that was 2008. If I'm doing my math correctly, that's 15 years like, ago. How is, is that 15 years ago? I don't I'm know. Sure. That's <laughs> I'm just going to check. Wouldn't that be horrible if I've been saying that? And no, I'm I mean, it totally is. But mm -hmm. that seems insane like 15 years I, I know like that. what I is time I was just telling someone today at lunch I was 27 when we started the studio and I remember people coming in were my age because it was like you're in your 20s and you're doing the acting thing and I mean we have a, a wide range wide range of different ages but there's a lot you know you move to LA and you get in an acting class mm -hmm. and now I'm 42 and I still think I'm the same age as the kids coming in and I'm like wait that this happened <laughs> yeah isn't that odd I mean I'm gonna take a little uh side tour here but isn't it odd that it's like we we at some point kind of stay as we feel like the same age and then yeah. but really having kids or seeing other kids growing you're like wait a second yeah but I have or seeing like the, the celebrities that were like we just watched the Michael J Fox documentary and oh, I still you. think of him as like back to the future Michael J Fox and then I think about how young I was and now when that came out and now how much older I am than he was when he did that and then I see what he how old he is now and it it it's terrifying yeah. <laughs> but regardless it's it, it I do think it's kind of amazing and I'll you know I'll go into how Jack came about and everything but it is I love being a mom in her 40s I think it's keeping me younger um and I also feel like I was not I wasn't I was still a kid myself in my 20s Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, props to my parents who were like 18 when they had me, I can't even imagine. And I'm just so grateful. I have the life experience now to feel like I can be the kind of mom I want to be that I don't think I could have been at 20. Yeah. 
So yeah. That's so nice to hear because I know that so many, um, well, I felt it as an actor when you're younger, just assuming like, well, I have to wait until I'm old or I have to wait until I am at a certain stability or <laughs> have A, B or C, whatever it is that we need to be in a the right time to have a baby. Um, what did so what did that look like for you? I mean, obviously you met your yeah. yeah. So I met, we had such an interesting situation because on paper, it seemed crazy how fast we were moving. Um, but again, because of the pandemic, we started dating during that time. Um, I had uh, recently moved like in January, Feb February, had moved into a new apartment. Um, and it was randomly like a block away from him. That's amazing. So, so many things that happened between us felt like the universe or God or whatever, whoever you believe in was like, like puppet mastering everything. It just seems <laughs> so beyond us. So during the pandemic, we basically, he's so busy and I'm so busy. If we just met and started dating at a normal time of life, we would have never seen each other. And it would have taken like 10 years to get to where we got. And so we spent so much time together in a very chaotic, stressful time of life. So you're also seeing how somebody handles, you know, stress, <laughs> which Absolutely. is important when you're talking about getting married and having a baby. Um, but we were both 39 and approaching the, the 40s. And we both wanted the same things. We had both always wanted to be parents. Um, and so within a year of dating, we were engaged and then we were married a month later and then we were pregnant a month later. Wow. And everything happened very, very fast. Um, and, but like I said, it was all, it never felt rushed. It never felt crazy. It felt very much like this is exactly where we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to be doing. And like I said, looking back on paper, you're like, holy moly. <laughs> right. Like, they're like shot out of a cannon. They're crazy. Um, but it still, it feels so in alignment and yeah. it's exactly perfect. Um, yeah, but I still, I do, I will say like talking about, um, being in like the financial position and feeling like everything lined up. I did feel like that. And I think you can be irresponsible, but I do think you can um, plan too much. And we very much, felt like we were in a place where we could do it. And then you run a business that's directly affected by a strike. And suddenly you're like, oh, wow, uh, my financial situation is changing. So you can plan all you want. You can be totally set up. And then life is funny. And we'll be like, ha ha. Just kidding. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. So I will say, yes, I do think there are people who maybe should not are not in a position to responsibly be having a baby, but I also think that you can talk yourself out of it when you don't need to, um, because life will always throw fun surprises your way. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And I always like to think, cause you know, we say if I want to be, you know, a series regular on a show and then I'll, then I'll get pregnant. It's like, well, then you also have to think of like the business side or like the other side of it where you're like, well, then I'm going to be so busy. Am I going to even have time? And like, so either way you dice it, it's like. It's so true. And that was, that's what kind of happened with me and Stan. It was like, okay, we met. Um, we didn't feel like we were in a financial position to do it. And then the business took off and then we were so busy and there was always a reason. And yeah. then I think with everything that happened in the pandemic, it really shed a light that, and, and many things that happened in 2020, it was like, you live one time do the thing because wow. you don't want to look back and say, God, I didn't do the thing because of all the reasons that we came up with. Um, so I think it's really important to be responsible, but not overthink to a point where you're not living your life. Right. And living our, especially for actors living our life, like you, that just enhances your different places to pull from and things like that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so you obviously got out of acting. What did that look like 
for you, I think you had said that it was um, that you decided to do more of the business and work on the studio. And then I think you said you kind of went back in. And yeah. then I had a- yeah. So um, I, when we started the business, things, you know, it takes so many years for anything to happen. Um, for most of us. And things had just started happening. I booked a recurring role opposite Deborah Messing on her show right after it was the starter wife. It was a mini series that turned into a series right after Will and Grace. I did a movie with Bay Dunaway and a bunch of other big names. Um, it never actually got distribution, but I got to see it on the big screen and I was one <laughs> of the leads and that was really cool. That's and awesome. simultaneously at the same time, it was both in 2008, same month, we started the studio and it so quickly took off that I kind of had to make a decision because I know what we expect of and demand of our actors to be successful in this business. And I couldn't do that and be successful running a business, a separate business at that time. Um, and I had never run a business. So I was like learning as I go. Um, and I- well, you said you were 27 when you- I was 27, yes. A baby. Um, yeah. And um, I really found that I loved it. I loved the part of my brain. It was working. I loved that I got to kind of explore this type A personality part of me that I kind of didn't know was there. Um, so it fulfilled a lot of creative things that I loved, but it also um, just brought to light this whole other side of me that I really enjoyed. Um, and so I made the decision to put the acting on hold and focus on the studio. And then like I said, um, after the pandemic, I'm like, oh, you know what? Let's, it's, you live once. Let's go back and see <laughs> what that would be like. And I got one audition and I was like, nope, I hate this. I hate this so much. I just, I don't, I don't know if it's me, if it's me as a grown up, if I was always like this, but I, I didn't feel as free as I used to. Um, maybe it would just take time, but I was just not not feeling the vibe. <laughs> Did you feel a sense of relief though, knowing like, okay, I have made the right choice. I don't need now. Yeah. I kind I, of like, I did close, not necessarily close the book, but at least like, like, I don't, I will never look back with regret and be like, Ooh, yeah. what if, you know, what right. would that have been like? Um, so I definitely think I made the right decision. I do love, I think I always loved performing more than acting, which is why um, I used to do like TV hosting type of stuff yeah. that I would 100% go back into. I yeah. love hosting. I love, I love talking. Um, <laughs> I love getting to know about people, um, which is a very different skill than acting. And I think when I moved out here, it all it was all kind of the same in my head, which it's sure. not, it's very yeah. different, you know? And I also think because I know so much now being on the other side and running an acting studio, I would have the most severe imposter syndrome if I ever went back into acting mm -hmm. um, because I don't feel like I have the training that I should have. Sure. You know, <laughs> I would need to be in acting class. <laughs> like I'll just take my own classes. Yeah. <laughs> studio I mean I have access to the best of the best do. but, that is but when true. when would I have time I have no idea All right um so speaking of time uh so Jack came along very quickly which is oh my god he's so cute Thank and you. how old is he now going to be two years old on December 9th I have just graduated from saying 18 month, 19 month. I'm out of the months. I'm now just close enough to the two year mark. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> months, I like cannot, I have to be like, she's, I have to like count it out. I know. I know. It's, so I don't know. Like, it won't be September. We're close enough to December. I can say we're almost two. For sure. And I think anybody besides like another mom doesn't care about the months either because if somebody told me like before having a baby oh they're 18 months I'd be like yes but as a mom you know 10 yeah. months to 12 months is like miles different yeah. it's like three years in between as far as the uh, as development goes right so yeah. I now understand whereas before I was like what is with the months like can we just say a year and a half right you know, like, no, 18 no, months versus yeah. 20 months is very different. <laughs> it's, it's true. It is wild how they 
changed so much over two years because I see you know a few of your, your videos of Jack and stuff and I'm like it their ages are not that far apart she's yeah. uh she's 14 months <laughs> it's 14 months so like in the grand scheme of numbers um, yeah very far and but like, like and like 10 years they're going to be the same age exactly yeah. what it is. but like seeing now like how how he is and I'm like that's gonna be wild to see her so soon yeah um but anyway so he came along, came along. And, um and how how was that transition for you or what did it look like when you um like went into labor like when you just when you were brand new Mama. Oh gosh. So like, did you take time off before or after and what did that? I, yes. So I um gosh, it's so funny. God, it seems like such a long time ago. So I, I was know, I would have I'm glad I'm not getting asked these questions because I have no memory of it. <laughs> um due to, my, due to my age, it was recommended because I'm an advanced maternal age. Um it was recommended to get induced two weeks prior to the due date. So we had it planned. Um, my husband is a touring musician and December is a very busy month for them. So we like planned their shows. I mean, it's so funny. Like you're planning your birth, like you have any control over when this baby is going to come, but we thought we did. We were like, okay, two weeks before, um, I had my assistant set up to like take over everything the week before I was supposed to be induced or maybe it was just a couple days actually I, it was not I didn't give myself like any leeway um and when I say um maternity leave there were things I could delegate however when you run a business you're never off like I was um I had planned it where I was going to be doing all of the class lists and registration the week before um my um my my kid right now is here He's usually in daycare, but they're off today. And I like hear him oh, screaming no. in the other room. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm sorry that I just got distracted. But I had oh, all this, this work I was going to do the week before I was supposed to be induced. Well, I go in for my last um, appointment, the non-stress test, the week before. And they were like, you're going, we're, we're doing this now. Like, they're, what I, my fluids were low. Things weren't, the placenta, blah, blah, blah. So they're like, we're doing this now. And I'm thinking, I have so much work to do. Um, so we go in and my induction took forever. It was like between being induced and actually get going into labor and having the baby, it was like 56 hours. So I was in there working. I was just like doing class lists and registration. There was like a boot camp happening that day. Like four of the students were late. I was like calling the teacher. So I was working, working, working. Um, and then he came along. We we're in there for a couple of days because they were worried he had jaundice, which he ended up having and we had to go back. But um, we went home within two, three hours of being home with our newborn. My husband had to leave to go do a show. Granted, thank God it was in Santa Clarita. It wasn't in like oh, New York. But, so it was like down the street and it was a wedding. It's not something you can get out of. Like you can't call and be like, hey, I'm calling in sick today. So um that was kind of chaos. And then we, you know, it was around the holiday. So it's a slower time for work. Um, he did end up having to go back into um, the hospital with jaundice just to be under the lights. And it wasn't a situation that we could stay. Um, so I spent those three days that he was there finishing the class lists, doing the registration, going up there to see him as much as they would let me. Um, and then when he came home, like, it was kind of like, okay, that's done. We can like now be with our baby. Um, and that, it, it was kind of a miraculous time because Phil's very busy during the lead up to the holidays, but once those shows are done and it's like Christmas and that's happening, everything's pretty calm for both of us for a couple of weeks. So we had about a month where it was pretty chill and then the year started and it got super crazy right away. Um, and on top of getting back into work again, my assistant, um, Lindsay is a godsend like she helped so much but again there's stuff I have to do right. so work and then we decided it was a good time to buy a house and to move and to plan our big wedding our post-covid wedding so within between December 9th and J 
July 24th. We did all of that on top of him touring all over the place with his band. So it was oh my gosh, very chaotic. Oh, I cannot imagine. And with a newborn. With a newborn to boot. Yes, it was it was crazy. And I look back now and I don't even know how I did it because you just go into survive flight or fight or flight mode um, because now his mom lives out here um my husband's mom lives out here I mean um and Jack is in daycare full-time and we are settled in our house and I still feel like I have so much to do <laughs> I still feel like I don't have time in my day and I'm like well, how is this possible there's just not enough well okay so speaking of since Jack is home I if I was a listener, I mean, I assume, well, I would assume he's either like in his playpen and he's old enough to be like fine, or you have your husband or somebody there watching. My husband is here right now. Okay, there's that's no always my question. <laughs> there's no way I could be doing this right now because he's in this very explorative mode where he wants to get into everything. Yeah. Um, it's a really fun age because they're really interactive with you. And I loved the newborn phase too. I really did. I'm not one of those moms that's like, I hated that phase and I love this phase. And that's great too. We all have phases, I think, that are easier or harder. Um, and I did love that phase, but this phase is so much more fun because I'm like, oh, Phil's out of town. Let's go to the zoo or let's go do this. And he's so into it and he's learning and you can see the wheels turning. Um, so it's just a, a lot more, it's like I'm hanging out with my buddy, yeah. you know, yeah. but you have to be on him 24 seven. I mean, the other day, <laughs> no, I shouldn't even say this. The other day he was up in the bedroom with me and Phil was up there and Phil walked out and I was like, oh babe, he's following you. And he didn't hear me. So Phil thought I had him and I thought Phil had him and he decided for the first time he was going to walk down the stairs by himself. And he actually did until the last two, which thank God are carpeted, but you're just, it happens that fast. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, wow. Yeah. I mean, and there's always, well, good for him for getting down those stairs. He has motor skills like you would not believe this kid. It's crazy. <gasps> thank God. But um, that's amazing. But we always think, like yeah you can't take your eyes off of them for a second but it's like you you can't like we're human you yeah. can't and like whoever's on duty at the moment it's like you can't blame if something happens like they're gonna get hurt like of course easier to say yeah. if they got there hurt. is a there is a huge difference between neglect and i turned around for one second and all of a sudden you what just where did you go yeah um, I mean and you think of all the stories that you hear and it's like yeah things <laughs> things happen I mean they're gonna get bonked or yeah do whatever and I think we put so much pressure on our I'm sure you have seen the Barbie movie I've just the, um, have you seen it okay I am not I'm a, like I am still wrecked <laughs> me too that speech and I think this is why everyone um relates to this movie so much but the America Ferrer speech was like that's me oh my god I am this person every day I expect I have to be the best businesswoman and the best mom and the best this and the and the skinniest and the this and the that and you're like oh my gosh how of yeah. course we're stressed out all the time yeah. And then the opposite side of it, that's like, you have to be this, but you can't talk about it. Or you have to be right. a boss, but not bossy. It's like all of that. And it's I don't, I want to be skinny, but I can't say I want to be skinny. I have to be healthy and strong. And no, I want, I, yes, that too, but it's exactly. crazy. Yeah. It's, or it's like, we have that as like, in the industry, women are the have that like you know tenfold but then even just as a woman mm -hmm. and then as a mom there's just like it just keeps yeah well, and then social media then you're seeing everyone else post about their exceptional part of themselves and we all now think that that is the bar but we're all just we're just doing this in it it's a it's a slippery slope exactly <laughs> Um, so you were saying that Jack is in daycare. Um, I think you said he's been in there for a little, for a, for a little while now. 
Yeah, right? we started, um, I think around July or August, August of last year. Okay. And it was, it was like the sky opened up as far as just the, the level of multitasking that, or what am I trying to say? The sky opened up in that I could just get things done. <laughs> yeah um and it was so good for him I mean that's that's the one thing I would tell moms I, I think everybody needs to do what's best for them I, I a lot of moms want to just be a stay-at-home mom and not just that, that's that's what I know what you mean. Um, that being a stay-at-home mom is freaking the hardest job so there's no just in that but um for me I thought it was important for him because he is an only child for that exposure to other kids um, and to learn different things from different people and not be super attached to just me. Um, and I was worried that that would happen, but it was also good for me to, to make sure um, from day one with him, we exposed him to um, other people, not random strangers to babysit him, but like my sister lived out here. And so we, within a two couple weeks, we were doing a date night. Um, I just, I wanted to make sure I didn't lose my identity and that Phil and I didn't lose our marriage and our connection. So it was very important that we still date each other and that I still am able to work out because that's what keeps my mind right and do things on top of all the things you do to keep your island afloat. Um, so daycare for me was really, it was important for me and I think important for Jack as well. Um, yeah, so that started last year, last July. And then we went full time. We were doing three days a week. Um, and then we, we went full-time this year at this amazing place that once he turned 18 months, he could go to, and it's right down the street. And it's like everything I ever imagined, like the perfect daycare would be where they like send you pictures on the app and you walk in and they're like, Jack, Jack, and he like runs in. He doesn't even look back. I'm like, bye. And he's like off into the room already. Um, it's so amazing. It's like just a family owned little magical place. So that's where we're at. And it's, it's great. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I've heard that like either having, having help, like however many times a week or however often you can, and then going into daycare or going into school has been, I can imagine is like, yeah, like you said, opens up a world of what can I get done in this day? And I get so much more done too, because I know I have this much time and I know when he's home, I want to be present for him. And yeah. that was another thing that was really hard for me. Um, I was working from home um, when he was in a daycare and I don't want him to think that this is more important than that. And so I think what he, what he might be seeing is I'm like, I'm trying to be both this and that and I want to be that when I'm with him I just want to be his mom um and so it's really nice that I have okay I have this time to this time to get all these things done and then I can pick him up and put my phone down mostly yeah, <laughs> mostly. yeah I find that I I totally that makes sense where it's like you don't want to be obviously our kids are going to see us on our phones we're on yeah. our phones but like we yeah, I love that. That it's like when you're with him, you want to be with him because it is hard. I, I don't know how people, mm -hmm. I don't know how people work from home, but I also don't know how they afford like daycare to like leave and work. So that is the, that is so expensive, oh. and that is one of the reasons we put a pause on baby number two because I'm like, I, how do you afford this in this town? It's crazy. And again, I don't want to be the person that's not living her life. Um, and not having another kid because of that. But at this moment, I don't feel, I feel very complete, you know, if that opens up in the future and my age allows me to do that. I would love that. But right now I'm just like, let's just enjoy what we have right now because yeah, daycare is like crazy town. And I'm, I feel so lucky because the other daycares he were at, he was at, which were, they were fine. There was nothing wrong with them, but they weren't, I didn't, I wasn't excited to leave him there. He wasn't like giggling when he got there. It wasn't what I, the, this magical place I envisioned. Um, and the one he's at now, which is, is cheaper than the other ones. Oh, wow. And he's there full time. So I just, it, we got very lucky with that, but yeah. still. That's amazing. Yeah. The places I've looked at, not, I mean, we're not going to send her. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But places I've looked at are like, it's like, 
people's rent. Like it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And then when they do like um, a sibling discount, it's like nothing. <laughs> They're like, thanks. I can now buy Taco Bell. Cool. <laughs> like it's not, it's nothing. So yeah, that it's, it's challenging. It, and it's just one of those things that we're, we're just making it work. You kind of make it work, but it's not easy. You know, it's definitely challenging. Right. Um, how have you found then um, with like, obviously, like you said, when you're, when you're working, you're working and when you're with Jack, you're with Jack. How have you found, and I hate the word, I I think I just posted about this, that I, I hate the word balance because mm-hmm. it makes it seem like everything should be then yeah. all the time. But how do you manage, <laughs> I guess, um, when you choose if mm-hmm. something, if obviously our babies are always first come first but when do you choose on a regular day right if something has to outweigh the other yeah oh that's that's challenging um and it's so funny that you ask that because him not being in daycare yesterday and today was really challenging because it was my plans for this week work-wise were set up before I knew he wasn't going to be in school and I'm like redesigning a new website and I'm do- editing podcasts for the studio and I'm launching this other thing. It was so much that was on my plate and then lined up with exactly my husband had like from yesterday and Tuesday from 5, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. had all these radio interviews scheduled. And so that happened yesterday. And so normally what I was going to say, well, what we endeavor to do is um, if I have something that's really important and, and, um, needs a lot of my attention and focus for work, we try to schedule Phil's off time to be during that time so that he can be with Jack and vice versa. If he's got all these interviews, um, then I can be with Jack and do my work later in the day. And this was just like a perfect storm. Like the past two days was just a lot. And and I don't know that we did the best job. I have had so much mom guilt because I'm like, wait, I just have one more thing I have to do. And then it takes me 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think sometimes you have, you have to be okay with knowing you're not always going to be perfect doing that. And that's hard. And I, that's what I'm working on literally as we speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally I think if you have a partner, a husband or a wife or wh- whoever, um, communicate with them so that one of you can be super present. Um, and I think that's important. And then if it is one of those days where like this happened yesterday where he had all the interviews and I had all these things going on for work and we were both just, I really do feel like kind of we're like, watch Miss Rachel and like screen time was kind of a big thing yesterday and I'm sorry please don't mom shame me everybody but we made sure once that was done we did something really fun as a family I mean it wasn't like we didn't go to Disneyland but we were like let's go do something as a family let's get out of the house put your phone away let's be present with each other um and I I honestly don't think there's a recipe I think communicate and take it day by day and step by step Mm -hmm. and that's what we do I wouldn't say we have a two plus two equals four so like formula but we just are like what happened today and if it wasn't if we weren't our 100% best what can we do to make that better yeah Yeah. um well I know you said earlier that like working out is definitely something that helps your mental health um how do you speaking of mom guilt and mental health and all of that um are there any other things that you found helpful of like alleviating the mom guilt because I think even when I know I shouldn't have it and I would tell somebody else like you're fine like like what you just said Miss Rachel was on we did that yesterday too where I was like Oh my God, she's watching Miss Rachel for so for so long today. But we gotta get this stuff done. But 
I'm saying to you, I'm like, it's fine. Like, oh my gosh. But also, can we talk about how many words this kid has learned from Miss Rachel? Like, she's great. I'm like, listen, she's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I guess what I would say, um, stay off, like to help alleviate mom guilt, stay off of mom groups, listen to podcasts like this with people who are just real. Um, and I, I would say, and I, this is not something I'm great at, or it's, this is really hard, but I would say surround yourself with a community of other women that like you and I are talking and I'm like, I watched Miss Rachel or he watched Miss Rachel and you're like, so did we. And now some guilt has probably been alleviated just by virtue of having this conversation. So I think um, finding a circle of people who are non-judgmental type moms is really important. Um, yeah. And like I said, for me, working out helps just alleviate any extra stress I have. I don't know that I find time to do much of anything else that helps me. I would say, I, I always say journal, but I never actually find the time to do it. I, but, yeah. I yeah. I, I would say community of people and have conversations and be real. Like yeah. I want to be around people that I can be real with and not feel judged. And that's not always easy to find, but if you can find those people dive in. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know. Did you feel like when you, um, when you had Jack or even before and now, did you feel like you knew a lot of moms that you were friends with already? Cause I was afraid I was like, I don't know anybody. And then luckily I uh, met so many, but my best friends, like, um, well, my best friend who does have kids, Jack's age lives in Lubbock, Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, my friends out here that are like my best friends are in a very different phase of life. And that's been really hard. Yeah. Um, and I haven't, haven't, I have mom friends that I, it's what's so funny is we're all like, oh, we need to hang out. And then I think we just get in our own bubble and then it never happens. Yeah. So I have a, a handful of women that I adore. You're one of them. Michonne is one of them. Who's um, a former, or she's a client, but I think of her as a friend. So I say yeah. former client, um, um, my girlfriend, Nancy, like, so I have this like handful of women that I love and adore. But I, like I said, sometimes I feel like we're so busy keeping our Island afloat. We forget to like check in on each other as much as we would love to. Um, yeah. So that's definitely something I'm still trying to form for sure. Um, and then the other thing, I'm just piggybacking on this with like the whole mom judgment. And like um, when I was pregnant, I kind of had no idea that this mom shaming was as crazy as it is at all. And I remember thinking like, I don't want to put, I'm not going to like, feel bad if I can't breastfeed. I really want to breastfeed. Like I got all the things to breastfeed. That was really important to me, but I also know so many women that couldn't for one reason or another. So I was like, if it happens, amazing. And if it doesn't, it's okay. My baby's gonna be so loved and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then when I had struggles and I couldn't, I realized how much people judge you. And that was like my first introduction to it. Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm not on mom groups. I'm not, unless I have a very specific question or I'm looking for something specific and I can just search it out. I think there's some value in that, but I'm not engaging. And anyone in my circle is going to be supportive and fix each other's tiaras. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know if you're an oh, podcaster. <laughs> um, so I, that you didn't ask that question, but I'm just throwing that out there. The whole mom guilt, mom shaming thing was eye-opening, yeah. like crazy. I mean, and it just doesn't make sense. Like we, uh, we also hear about this, um, this village that mm -hmm. we're supposed to have. And it's like, where? like you said, we're on an island. Yeah. <laughs> You're on your own yeah. island of, especially at the beginning. Like, I think the first six months, if not the first year, if not all different times for different people, but it's really like you're, you are on your own breastfeeding spit up diapers bottles island. <laughs> I have a theory that's like, I love the idea. I love the idea of having 
mom friends and having like a group. I want that so much. It's kind of like when you were a kid watching Greece and you're like, I want a gang of friends. Like I really want that. Um, I want that so much. And then when it comes down to making a play date, you also have to think like you're, you're kind of making a new friend and the energy that that takes, even though it's a hundred percent worth it. And I want it. Sometimes I'm just so tired that I'm like, Oh man, that feels like, sounds like a lot of work. (laughs) And you know what the best things in life are work. So I should probably just stop doing that and actually like make play dates and make new friends and (laughs) I'm gonna email you after we talk and we are going to find a day and we'll schedule something because it is so hard with daycares with naps with birthday parties with uh partner schedules you're like okay we're planning something three months in advance yeah and it, it, will, I, will I feel like doing that in three months? Yeah. I don't know. And it, will his nap even be at the same time in three months? Will it be at the same time tomorrow? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but what I'm guilty is, of is I will have like a couple of glasses of wine and I'll be like, I'm going to set up a play date. This sounds fun. <laughs> and the next day I'm like, oh man. Everything everything sounds like a good idea after two glasses of wine. <laughs> right. I all the energy in the world. Yeah. You're like, this is great. <laughs> um, oh man. Um well, I love that you said that you knew um ahead of time, obviously, that you and your and um and your oh. husband would have Phil, yes, would have to put your like still have still date each other um was that was that hard that seems like a weird question you know what it wasn't it wasn't hard for us um maybe it's because we were still like kind of it sounds weird we're like newly dating we weren't but um we weren't together for like eight years so like sure. nothing was stale yet. We were still <laughs> like, and we still are, but I think it, that's, I think that's why things are fresh, stay fresh with us is because we really put the time into our relationship. Um, so no, it, it also wasn't hard because I'm very lucky that, that my sister was here. So it wasn't like I was leaving my sister with somebody I didn't trust and didn't have a relationship. Leaving my sister, leaving my baby with somebody who I didn't know or trust, and that didn't have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, it wasn't hard. We were like excited for our first date. We were excited to have sex for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, oh my god, I had a friend that put the fear of God in me. She's like, you're never gonna want to have sex again. You're, you're gonna need all the lube in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Um, and you know, no, we were like ready for our dates. We were ready yeah. for sexy time. I don't know. I don't know. We were just well, all about thank it. God. <laughs> I mean, well then while we're talking about it, I will say just in case anyone's wondering that I thought it would be because I had a C-section. So I was like, I, I mean, obviously it ha- comes with different challenges, but before having a c-section you know people always make those jokes of like yeah. well everything's still intact um things still like happen around there so just like yeah. it's not as easy peasy <laughs> now as listen i wasn't ready like i wasn't ready like a week later i mean i wait oh, I, sure. oh my god <laughs> no i'm just saying my experience with like is so just something that i was surprised at that i was like oh this takes a few tries. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had, I had a friend recently who had a C-section, but she was like, but it was like after an hours of labor. So she was trying to push. And so like, that was, you know, that whole situation plus that, you know, plus the surgery and you just, gosh, we like kind of put our bodies through war, um, you know, and then you're supposed to just take care of them human life after that I want to then we're supposed to bounce back and all of that stupid you know what this is the one thing they missed in Barbie I think that they should have when um she goes back to uh Barbie land and it's like Ken land he should have had a dad bod 
And it should have been like completely acceptable. And everyone thought he was super hot and sexy because that is the other like irony of all of this. Men, like Vince Vaughn is considered like attractive, but he's all doughy, but he gets to play opposite Jennifer Aniston, who is like perfect. And that is like, that's the joke. Like we're, we're expected, whether it's our expectations or society's, I don't know who to put the blame on, but like, we're expected to go back to looking like a Barbie, but the guys can, I am, by the way, not saying my husband has a dad bod. I don't want this to get taken the wrong way. You know, no, not at all. Body. But that in general, it's I think that would have been a very funny addition to the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you think of all the shows that are like that, where it's like King of Queens or like things like that, which hopefully, you know, we've evened out our uh men versus women, but it's still yeah. not great. It was uh, keeping on Barbie the um the the pregnant Barbie that they had because I remember having that Barbie and I'm like oh that's kind of where it I mean not where it comes from but that's one of the things because she's pregnant you pull the baby out and then you flip it and it's yeah her regular stomach and I'm like huh well I'm glad they discontinued all of these little things that were like fed that also did not have malicious intent. Like, of course <laughs> like we've just become more evolved and knowledgeable about these things. Uh, thank God. Um, maybe some of them had malicious intent. I don't think that did. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. We, I, again, I was talking about this at lunch today, but like the Disney movies where you're like, oh, your job as a princess is just to fall in love or change your identity to be with the person you're supposed to be with. Yeah. And it's just, it's so funny what First of all, I love Disney movies, so I'm not. Yeah, I see. I'm not squashing any of that, but it's funny to look back and be like, "Huh, probably, that probably wouldn't be made today." Yeah, yeah, it is. It is bizarre when you think of it, because I think of like, you know, showing my daughter things, and I'm like, "Oh, am I going to be like talking through the whole movie and be like, but she shouldn't keep, she shouldn't have given up her voice. <laughs> it's okay to be in love, but it's like all Don't of change who you are." Yeah back and forth you're like oh shit oh my god there's so many things as a parent that you're like oh that's overwhelming to think about (laughs) yeah exactly we're like we're just doing our best they're loved they're taken care of that is good somebody told my husband when we were pregnant um he would articulate this much better than I would because I wasn't at the actual conversation but um there's some study that shows that your kid is going to be your kid no matter what mm-hmm. but the ones like if you love them that's the most important thing like jumping through all these hoops and doing all of these things isn't necessarily going to change the outcome of who they are but knowing that they're loved will you know so that's why I say give ourselves grace if we have a day where we're like oh my god I was on the computer too much my kid knows he's loved yeah you know and I, I will make sure that's not his memory of right. me, you know. Of course. And mm. and I think it's nice to, because you think of if they see you on the computer or whatever it is, that they're also seeing you work and do something that you're passionate about mm-hmm. and that you love. So I think that's even, that's so important with, uh with the entertainment industry or with any industry that like someone is choosing you know we don't we aren't all so lucky to get to choose and pick something that we love and that fulfills us so for our kids to see us do that and i'm sure that i'm sure that he sees that and then when he's just with you he's with you and you're you're doing so good (laughs) you're (laughs) doing great um and oh uh, gosh I just love seeing all the videos of little Jack and he's so oh. he's so fun it's so fun so cute um, and he now his big thing speaking of seeing like your parents doing something they love and they're passionate about you know that's one of the hardest things about Phil's job is he's gone a lot but um he he's so present when he's home he's so hands-on and that's so important but yeah. Jack is getting to see, like, you don't have to have a soul-sucking job. 
you can chase after your dreams and do something you love. And that's a really important lesson. And the cutest thing now, um, he, and you may have seen these videos, but um, when he's on tour, I put the band's YouTube channel on. And so he now mimics the concerts and he like gets the con the microphone and he does the rock and roll stance and he like nice. babbles along. And when they sing, oh, he's like, oh, and he's so into it. And it's, it's one of the best things I've ever seen. It's like seeing him point at the TV and go da, 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 da. Oh, and then when he sees me get the remote, he's like, oh, <laughs> so cute. Oh my God, that, if you didn't see my face and you're just listening to the podcast, that sound that I just made is not gonna make any sense, but it was yeah. a very excited child sound. <laughs> oh my God, that's so, that's so cute. And I love that he gets, to see them so yeah it's, it's really very nice. special um well I know uh our time is very precious and I want you to get to your babe um both your babes <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh what is your I like to ask this at the end and I feel like I I actually I think I have forgotten but um what has been your lifesaver at the moment as a mom as a woman as whatever it can be at coffee it can be <laughs> yes well I remember you asking me this before and this is not at the moment but I always say this because it's a lifesaver when you're a new mom and you have a newborn um Jack is a really great sleeper and that's been a lifesaver but um it I I 100% think it's because I took this online course called taking care of babies taking c-a-r-a taking care of babies her name okay oh, that's her name okay yes and it's the newborn course and it just gives you like the most practical tools like the, the these basic things you can do when they're newborns to teach them how to soothe and fall asleep on their own so he was never attached to my boob or the bottle or rocking like he oh I put him down tired but awake and he always put himself to sleep and so that's an invaluable course. Um, as far as right now, um, gosh, I definitely, for my own sanity is working out, like I said, daycare has been essential. You know what? I will say learning to ask for help. Mm -hmm. I am not, that is so uncomfortable for me. I hate asking for help. I will, I'm like, I can handle this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. So when I say daycare, that kind of was a light bulb where I was like, oh, I've learned to say I can't do everything on my own. Yeah. And just that acknowledgement has been a lifesaver for me. Um, yeah. And I think that's something a lot of us need to probably work on. Yeah. Well, it's even hard as it's even hard, like it's hard to ask for help. Yes. And then it's hard to when you're just like, I'm overwhelmed and I yeah, I can do all this because it's hard to delegate. You're like, what do I even need help with? Sometimes that feels like more work, right? you know, because then somebody's over and you're like, well, this is how it goes to bed and this is what you do and here's the food and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Then you do that once and then the person that just helped you knows how to do it next time. Exactly. And it and it's really, and even if it's for an hour or two hours, it, mm -hmm. it's so good for your brain to have a little break if it can. <laughs> You're like, can I remember how to speak to adults after <laughs> leaving? I was like nervous to get on the podcast because sometimes I'm like, I, I I'm so isolated with how I work. It's all in front of the computer. Um, I'm with a baby when I'm not working. He's a toddler now. It's not a baby. <laughs> and a then baby. I get around adults and I'm like, um, do I know how to have a conversation anymore? Yeah, I feel that too. And I even work with kids too. So I'm like, my brain is yeah. just. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a little like that after COVID too. I was like, do I remember how to socialize? Yeah. I mean, I'm already kind of an awkward person. So. <laughs> I beg to differ, but. <laughs> Oh, our play date is going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be so good. I can't wait. <laughs> in, in, three months. in three months. I'll text you after a couple glasses. I am going to wine country this weekend, so you might get a text. Text me. Like, when I get back, we're having a play date. Well, I am the annoying one who will, who will be like, when is it happening? Let's 
That's great. I need book, that. So I need I'll that. <laughs> Look out, because I'm coming for you. <laughs> and that's our episode. Thank you so much to my guest, and a special thank you to my producer, Cecilia Tripp, with Laurel Canyon Creative. And thank you to Edith Mudge for our theme music. And I hope you enjoyed having a look into Mommy Wood. Don't forget to follow Mommy Wood Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And please give us a nice review and a few stars while you're at it. We would appreciate it so, so much. And take care. I need to the light my butt.